0: What do you do when you have an idea and you sit on it and you sit on it and you do nothing about it? I'll tell you what happens. Absolutely nothing today on episode 129 of the Rockstar Mentor podcast. I. Me, your host, Sonia Paz, your creator and a mentor of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, is going to tell you my recent journey and a story that has finally come to fruition from a project that I've been working on. We're going to talk about the best entrepreneur that you can be and how to spice it up, knock it out, make it happen, and work it like never before. So let's do this. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources, art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, friends and listeners! Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I am thrilled to be able to make some announcements today and to tell you a little bit of what has been going on with the back burners in my creation habitat here at the Sonia Pass Studio. Now, over the last close to three years because we are just on the verge of our three-year anniversary of this podcast and 129 episodes to be exact, I have been working on all different kinds of things. I always have projects going on. I'm working on ideas. I work on reality things. I work on, well, gosh, you name it. But as of recently, I've been working on something over the last close to two years and wanted to share that with you and sort of the success factor on how this all kind of came to be. Now, many of you know that uh, I moved from San Jose to the Central Valley in 2015, and it's been a blast. It's been amazing. I love living out here in kind of a rural area, a little more of the country. Certainly not the hustle and bustle from. San Jose and all of the traffic. I moved to a small town called Patterson, California, and it is the apricot and almond capital of the world, I do believe. And it's awesome for us to get to major thoroughfares or as far as major stores that you would need to go to Costco or Michaels or Home Depot or Lowe's or anything like that. You have to travel about gosh, at least 35 miles or about 45 minutes away. And it's never a dull moment. But the nice thing that I like is that when you're traveling, you're going past all different kinds of orchards, fruit orchards, nut orchards, and you see a lot of cows and dairies. And maybe those of you who listen think, well, where in the heck am I living? I'll tell you where I'm living. I'm living in an area that is completely wholesome, It is amazing, and it's really, really inspiring. Not sure if I just burned out on San Jose because the way that it's grown and how it's really just gotten so suffocating. I am a city girl at heart, but I have to say that I love where I live, and I love the inspirations, the flavors, and the scents of of everything here in the Valley. So with that said... I will share what sort of happened to me and my creativity once we moved here. And this was about three years ago. I think because I wasn't having to be stifled or congested from the rigmarole going on in in the traffic and all the stuff happening in the Bay Area, I was able to really open up my mind and have a lot better, more clear sense of what I wanted to do and be as an artist and projects that I was working on and people that I was interacting with. And this is about the time that I started the podcast, and it was something that I've wanted to do for quite a while, but just didn't have the time or kept getting sidetracked. So with a little slower pace of life, it was was a lot easier to just stay focused, and that of course is a good thing. Now living out here, there is a lot of agriculture and a lot of farm fresh fruits and vegetables, It's really, really, really amazing. And I will say that I cannot believe that I lived 90 minutes away from this type of agricultural and really great small town for all the years that I lived in San Jose. I'd actually never really been on the other side of Mount Hamilton very often, except maybe when we were going to take the Highway 5 down to Southern California to visit friends and do shows and that kind of thing. But With all of the great fruits and vegetables that they have growing here, Farm Fresh and everything in the Modesto series, Turlock, um, Merced, Los Banos, all that surrounding areas of the valley, which is just plentiful with and abundant with fruits and vegetables, I noticed that a lot of people were preserving vegetables, whether it was making preserves from fruit or if it was pickling products for storage and for learning how to do canning and preserving foods, farm fresh foods, so that you can have them in the winter. Well, unlike the Midwest, we don't really have crazy, crazy snowstorms out where I live, but it does get cold. But it was something that I really wanted to learn. And I had been blessed with connecting with some friends who also moved out here that I went to high school with, namely my friend Sue, who we hung out together a lot during high school And of course, as life happens, you end up separating and not, you know, being in touch. And we didn't have the internet back then. So when you lost touch with someone, it was quite a chore to try to connect and find where that person had gone to. We were able to connect on Facebook a few years ago and we're in and out of touch. And when we decided that we wanted to move out here, I connected with her and said, hey, how do you like Patterson? What do you think of Patterson? And she said it was the best move for her. And we were both pretty excited that we were going to just be minutes away from one another. Now, she had made a lot of really great tomato sauces and pickles and things like that. And I was intrigued on how she did that. And so we met up one day at her house and I brought over 20 pounds of cucumbers and we got to cutting and slicing and mixing spices and boiling water and doing all the stuff so that we could have this day of making bread and butter pickles. And I was so excited. So we started doing that and we successfully made, oh gosh, I don't know how many jars, maybe 24 jars total of pickles and took home warm jars of of these preserves and were able to enjoy them. Not only that night, but you know, as lo- the longer they sit, the better they are. And I got that canning bug, if you want to call it that. So I decided that I was going to see what else I could can and what other kind of recipes were out there. And I read lots of books. And I looked up different things. And not long after that, I was at our local market, and they, the guy was just unloading a 100 pounds of these jalapenos. And these jalapenos were huge. I mean, they were enormous. I'd never really seen them so big before. And I'm the first one to say that I didn't like jalapenos. I don't usually like them in their own hot sauce, or I don't usually like them raw, chopped up into salsas. I'm I'm the one that picks them out with the spoon and goes for the garlic and the tomato portion of the salsa. But I saw that there was a recipe for jalapenos and they were sweet. And I thought, well, you know, I know people who like jalapenos. My husband, namely, loves jalapenos. And I thought, well, I'm going to try this. And I worked on this recipe that I had found online. And they turned out pretty decent. But I think I still wanted them sweeter. Being that I have quite the sweet tooth, I thought, well, I'm going to see if I can make them sweeter. I think I'd like to add my own array of spices. And for the cooking process, I thought, I think I wanted to cook them longer and make them a little bit more saucier and more more rich and more tangy. So after doing several batches, I realized that I think I wanted to add more sugar and add in my own ingredients and reduce the amount of vinegar and maybe heighten up the, the amount of sugar and just really work an angle that For the way that I liked them, that it was a sweet and a spice that was combined together. Now, I don't know how many of you like fusion-style flavors, but I love salty caramel chocolate. I like the sweet and the bitter. I like the sweet and the salty together. And I like the sweet and spicy together. So after several batches, I finally perfected to what that I liked and felt really good about sharing with others. So whenever we went to a potluck or we went to a holiday party, I would always take a jar of my sweet jalapeno peppers and chop them up, put them over cream cheese and brought crackers. And it ended up kind of going crazy. People ate it up and always asked for more. And they said, this stuff is so good. It's so addicting. And people wanted to start buying it. And I thought, no, I don't want to turn a a hobby of something that I really love to do into a job, because I've already been there and done that with my art business. Now, don't think that I'm complaining about my art business. I love my art business, and it is what keeps me going. But I thought, you know, maybe I should consider making these so I can sell them and share them with others, and they can share, and the whole list goes on. Well, needless to say, it took off. And the more I made them, the more people wanted them. And it ended up with a little bit of a supply and demand issue. Well, I'm not going to tell you that that's a bad thing, because that's actually a great thing. But I could only yield about 48 jars, and that's eight ounce jars. So 48, eight ounce jars for every 20 pounds or 25 pounds of jalapenos. So it was a lot of work to do just the 48 jars and as soon as I would make them I would sell them. So I decided to partner up with a professional food scientist and a manufacturer to make my famous jalapenos make them on a much larger scale and work that angle. So I worked really super hard to plan everything out and got all the right people in touch with me to get ready and get excited. And this is, we're talking about, this has been about a year in the planning. I will say sadly that I did work with a manufacturer at the very beginning and that did not work out. This person had, this person decided to go out of business and sadly I was out some money. Even though we had a contract, I was out money and I was out of the manufacturer. So Tough lesson to learn, and it can happen to anyone, even though we had a contract, stuff happens. But did that stop me? No. I basically got myself going, started looking for another manufacturer, another food scientist, and really got moving and worked on this with them. And it was an amazing experience. So I have been now an entrepreneur for several of my businesses and this is the most latest and greatest craze it's only empowered me to not only create more of my product and share it with the world and with all of you but it's really pushed me into working on having an extended product line of like flavors so i it's called sonia's sweet and spicy i am going to put the link in the show notes But my point of bringing this up and the whole telling you of my journey is that I talk to people almost daily who want to have a product. They want to do something more with what they're doing. If they're working a a corporate gig and they're, they're painting or they're creating on the side or they're building recipes or they're manufacturing a food or a chip or a sauce or a candy, or maybe they make amazing sourdough bread. They want to do it more and they want to do the love so that they can share it with folks like yourself and and me and the rest of everybody. So if you are in the rut of trying to, if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to do it or it's going to take too much work, the answer is yes. It's going to take a lot of work. Nothing is handed to you easy. You have to bust a blister and sweat it out and get out there just like everyone, just like all of the entrepreneurs out there is to make it happen. But if you have the desire and the want and the talent to do it, there should be nothing stopping you and you should persevere. I'm also thrilled to announce that I am going to be having a YouTube channel in addition to my website, and there's going to be recipes on there, there's going to be ideas, and I want people to share what they make with my jalapenos. Now, some of the serving suggestions are pretty basic, and some of them can get pretty dang creative. My top three are my go-to appetizer. I take one of my jars I take a jar of my sweet pickled candied jalapeno peppers and I take a little loaf of cream cheese and a couple packages of crackers. I serve them up on a really pretty platter and that is what I will serve at a, if we have an event here at home or if we have a thing where we have a dish to share. That's usually what people are clamoring for and really want me to bring. But I've also managed to find and experiment with other recipes. I have added them to chicken salad, tuna salad, use the juice in margaritas, they are to die for. If you want just a little tiny kick of margaritas with a little bit of kick, or you can add a lot of kick, you can um, muddle up some of the jalapenos in there and you can add that right to your margarita, and it makes up for something so sweet, spicy, and yummy that you will wonder where have these things been all your life. So this is it for today, everyone. I wanted to share my story with you. I wanted to just to let you know that, you know, as busy as I am with design business and the podcast and my art business and just everything else, this was something, a passion project that I thought I could probably just do this and just be fine making it for friends and family and... but. The supply and demand got to be so crazy that that is what you should listen to. If people want your product and if they want to have a little piece of you, whatever it is, you know, even if you're just an amazing graphic designer, if people want your product, you know, share it with them. If you make a special sauce or if you are making a certain kind of jewelry or if you're painting really beautiful artwork, then share that with the world. What are you you waiting for? The only person that will make that happen is you. Please do not sit by the sidelines and hoping that somebody's going to discover you because that is a few and far between, especially with the internet. You have the world at your fingertips and people want to know. So that is it today, everyone. I have got to get going. I have a huge week this week and we've got lots of deliveries, sold lots of the product and we are working on... um, more bigger things and more updates that I hope to bring to you soon. So y'all have a great rest of the week and we will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rockstar Mentor podcast today. I am Sonia Paz, your host and creator of this podcast. And the purpose of this show is to bring you my experience and expertise on how to run your own creative artistic business. I have been creating art a long time and through all this time, I have developed my own retail line of products that I have sold through my retail gallery, my website, and through specialty retailers and galleries throughout the US. I developed this podcast to help you, the creative entrepreneur and small business person that you are, so you can be confident and successful with your business. There are dozens of helpful episodes with amazing free advice, interviews with savvy business professionals, so you can learn and experience from their voices of wisdom as well. Be sure to look for me on facebook.com slash rockstarmentor, twitter.com crushitmentor, and instagram.com rockstarmentor. You can also reach out directly to me at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. And if you're looking to learn how to expand your business, please visit rockstarmentor.com. I have a ton of great resources and all of the show notes for every episode is in the blog section of the website. If you love the podcast, but feel that you need some more one-on-one coaching, connect with me. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. I answer each and every email and I want to make sure that I can get you on the right track. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can visit patreon.com slash rockstarmentor and donate as little as $1 a month. It just helps with some of the logistics on getting this podcast out to you for free. And if you really like the show and want to give us some serious podcast love, you can make a one-time donation by visiting paypal.me slash Be sure to subscribe and tune in each week to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast by visiting our website. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, or however you listen to your podcast. You can even listen to our podcast direct from our website. If you like the podcast and get value from it, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, This also helps us gain more traction and lets other creative folks and entrepreneurs like yourself discover the Rockstar Mentor. Plus, it's always super cool to give great reviews. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And we look forward to talking to you later.